Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. We're in the middle of this series, My City, My Time. We're talking about Nehemiah. Nehemiah was an awesome man of God that was just an average Joe. He had nothing going on besides being cupbearer to the king. And, and all that was different about him is that he saw a broken wall and did something about it. That's the only thing that sets Nehemiah apart is that he saw a problem and he said, I, I need to solve that. And he caught the heart of God and he started weeping and praying and saying, God, give me success as I go on this mission. I don't know if you ever see things that are issues and problems, whether it be your family or whether it be outside of your family in your city. And you see the issue and all of a sudden God starts tugging your heart and giving you passion. And you're like, oh, wow, I'm called to do something about that. I'm not called just to walk by that broken wall. I'm called to rebuild that wall. And that's where Nehemiah was. He looked at this wall and he said, I can't stay where I am. I can't let that wall be like it is. I have to do something about it. And so we've been following Nehemiah's journey. And we realized that, man, there had been a mission to rebuild the wall before him, like 13 years or something before him, and failed. Hey, there are some other people that have failed at what you're going to try to do. But it's different with you because you're going to have the favor of God on your life. And he's going to give you favor in your mission. And you're going to have success in the name of Jesus. And there's some things that you may look around and other people are, are falling by the wayside and, and failing. And, and you're not going to get discouraged by that because you're going to know one thing. God has called you to rebuild this wall. And what God speaks into existence, he always brings purpose to his words. Always brings about the purpose for which he designed them to accomplish. And so Nehemiah, and we talked about opposition. That's where I was going. Uh, opposition and, and talked about every opposition creates an opportunity to respond. And I love it because you'll never go without opposition if you're doing something great. Now, if you don't have any opposition, no one's coming against you, it probably means you're not doing anything good enough to be coming against. If you don't have anybody talking about you, you're probably not doing anything great enough to talk about. So when you have opposition, take it as a compliment, you're doing something. You're making a mark. You're stepping into territory that is yours to claim. And when opposition comes, it's an opportunity to rise up and say, yeah, we're going to respond, but your response is directly connected to your resource. And so you have to keep your res resource the right resource. Because if your resource is yourself, man, I know when I, my resource is myself, I run out quick. And there'll be days I'll wake up and be like, God, I know you called me to be a good husband, but today I do not feel like it. And I know I'm supposed to be a good dad, but today I have a bad attitude. Come on, somebody. Let's be real. And so I'll, I'll, I'll dive into who God, who God is because his resource never runs out. And so when I tap into his resource, all of a sudden my response is directly connected to my resource. But if I'm connected to myself, my response is terrible. I'm like, yo, who broke into my van? Ah, oh, it's going down, you know? But if I respond with the resource of heaven, I understand he's got everything in his hands. I don't have to worry. 
I don't have to take this on myself. I know he's got everything under control. He works all things to work together for our good for those who love him and are called according to his promises. And so I plug into that resource, and then my response becomes, hey, I understand you're opposing this. You're trying to come against it, but I got a mission. I'm on a mission, and nobody's going to get in my way. Nobody's going to distract me because I'm rebuilding a wall. So I want to talk to you today about building the wall together because a lot of times, I don't know if you're like me, but a lot of times I can get distracted and start building my own thing. You guys remember these blocks from when you were little, build forts and stuff? These things are dope. I love these things. If I had a whole room of these, I'd be happy as a pig in mud. I would just play with them all day. But a lot of times, you know, you can be rebuilding your wall and be so caught up in laying the bricks in your foundation and getting things in your place, that you forget to look up and notice that we're doing this all together. And it's, it's not a bad thing, and, but I want to explain to you how that's so dangerous because it can actually take you longer to rebuild your wall if you're doing it alone. And you'll be struggling, and you'll be failing, and you'll be frustrated with rebuilding your wall because you're not understanding some of the com- complex things that are being placed in your wall because this isn't just laying bricks this is laying bricks on purpose because each thing has its place and if you don't get the yellow ones just right the blue ones won't fit if you don't do the red ones and the right timing the the structure won't be strong enough so you have to place things in the right order and the right location and so we're building we're building but i don't know if you ever like me where you get so caught up in what you're doing you forget that there's people to your right and to your left and i want to look at nehemiah chapter three today Verse 28, and it says, above the horse gate, the priests made repairs, each in front of his own house. I love Nehemiah because he was very strategic. He said, hey, what's important to you? Rebuild that. What's right in front of you? What do you care about the most? Well, hello, my territory, my family, my possessions. Rebuild that part of the wall. That's what you value. And so everybody was in front of their house, their own house. And then next to them, Zadok, son of Immer, made repairs opposite his house. Next to him, Shemaiah, son of Shekaniah. These these names are, uh, no, no, I don't think so. The guard at the east gate made repairs. Next to him, Hananiah, son of Shelemiah, and Hanan, the sixth son of Zalaph, repaired another section. Next to them, Meshulam, son of, and you see there's a progression because there's people next to each other all building the exact same wall. And this structure went all around Jerusalem. And so it was a full circle protection of the city and the promises and the purposes of God. So they were all building the same wall to protect the same mission and purpose of God. And when we get so focused on building ourselves and we don't realize there's other people, we miss out on a lot of benefits. And we don't just say, let's do life together. We do life together. We believe that life happens, you know, in circles, not rows. We do life. T- we don't just say that. We mean it because there's so many benefits to it. Because, because look at this. So if I'm building, and I'm like, man, I don't know if you've ever been here, but you have that one brick that you can't figure out how to put in. And maybe it's in your marriage. And you're like, man, I cannot figure out how to make this marriage work. This is frustrating. Like every, every way I try to put it in, it's not working, and I don't understand. I don't get it. But then when you look up and you realize you're not the only one, you look over. And you say, uh, hey, whoa, 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 you got that blue brick in. How'd you do that? And they say, well, actually, we went to counseling, 
and there's some good lessons there, and we read this book, and blah, 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 and, and uh, empathy, man. Empathy is all, and that's how we put it in. And all of a sudden, you're like, wow, is that okay? All right, and then all of a sudden, it starts to place right. And then you have that, the, those finances that you want in order, and you're like, man, I got to get my finances in order. And I'm like, how, how do I even start? Where do I start? And you're hearing about tithing. You're like, okay, where do I even begin with that? Like, like, like how do I even do that? And all of a sudden, you look over, and you're like, hey, you got your finances? How did you do that? How'd you do that? And, and we learn from each other how we build our walls correctly. And we learn to build them strong. And, and, and all of a sudden, they all come together. And there's things that I'm doing in my life that you might say, wow, Lige, how'd you do that? I mean, how'd you get that to do that? I mean, your kids, you know, or your, your finances or your, your, your job or, or whatever, how'd you do that? And I'll be like, no, 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 listen, there's, there's many years I've spent working at learning how to build this wall. Let me help you with one moment as I teach you what I've learned in years. And that's how we do it. We build together. We do life together. Because what's taken me years can take you one question. Come on. What's taken me years to figure out and frustration? I'm like, how, did I, how do I do this? And I've learned from a lot of people and wisdom, and I, now I'm putting it in place. Now you can learn with one question. Lige, how'd you do that? Well, you know, you go to group, and you notice that this, this dude or this girl is just on point. You're like, how did you get a walk with God like that? How'd you get passion like that? How'd you do that? And they go, well, you know, I did this and that, and that. It's like, oh, my word, duh. That's how you put the red brick in. I, I was so frustrated with this, but that makes total sense. And all of a sudden, you're building a wall that's strong and secure, and you're helping one another build this wall together. Because we can't let the wall fail here, because then it lets a hole into our city. And we can't let the wall fail here, because there's a hole, and it'll, it'll mess up not only their territory, but our territory too. And so we have to look out for each other. We're not just building our wall, but we're looking out and saying, hey, you good over there? Okay, cool. Hey, what do you need? You, oh, you need some bricks? All right. Hey, we're really blessed right now. I know you're going through a hard season. Let me help you. Here, here's a brick. Put that in place. But, you know, you got to place it right, yeah, yeah, right there. You know what I'm saying? It's like doing life together. And it's saying, all right, we're all building this together. How do we build this wall up to be a structure for the promises of God to be guarded? And timing is everything. Timing is key. And if you know Philly traffic, you know I'm telling the truth. Your timing is impeccable with Philly traffic. And there, there is a time where if you will go early, you will succeed on your route. But if you go in the time where everybody in New Jersey is trying to get home over that one little bridge, you will sit in frustration for a very long time. And you'll realize there's a time period where everybody in the whole entire world wants to go to Philly all at one time. And you'll realize there's a time that they all want to leave at the same time. And we don't want to take turns. We want to go all at the same time. So we're all sitting still, frustrated, listening to a radio station that we don't even like. You know, it's like, what is this? You know, and there's timing. And your timing is so key because if you get the timing off, you'll be sitting in frustration. And there's a lot of times that, you know, you'll be thinking, I'll build that someday. Well, someday when I get my finances in order, I'll start tithing. Someday when I get that job, I'll be generous. Someday, and that day, what you don't realize is you're doing things now so you can get prepared for the someday. But if you don't do it now, you won't be ready for then because there's a process to get to the provision. And if you, don't do, if you don't go through the process, you'll never get to the provision. It's sowing in tears. It's that scripture. Those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. 
But did you know that, that the planting season was during the cold winter months when the wind would blow? And so they'd be planting the seed in the hard ground, and the tears would flow because the wind was blowing up against their face. But they were sowing seeds in the hard times because they wanted to reap the harvest in the due time, right? And they knew that if they didn't do this now, they wouldn't have that then. And so they have to do the things that are now in order to receive the harvest then. And so we build the wall now. We get things in place. We're raising our children. We're putting our finances in place. We're putting our finances underneath the ownership of Jesus. And we're, we're serving and we're getting involved in our city. We're not sitting by the wayside while, while our walls are being broken down and destroyed. We're looking at our walls saying, all right, we got to start building now. Because we understand that someday there will be something that will come against and, and when it comes against, we'll be ready. We'll be ready. When things fall out, it's okay. We'll be ready because we've built the wall. We've gotten things in place. We've built a structure to protect what's coming. And as we do this together, we build an entire culture of people that are doing life together, protecting the mission of God, and doing some things that are mind-blowing to the world, and they don't understand it. And there's a lot of people that and, uh, spoke against this wall building, like, how in the world are you going to do that? You're not going to do that. There's no way you can do that. There's failure and all stuff, but you don't have to worry about that because God, his hand of favor is on you, and when his hand of favor is on you, he establishes what you do. So it's not just laying bricks. They're established bricks. The things that when placed can't be undone. And the things that we're pouring into our children now are the things that will be a harvest later. That's why we pour into this generation now. This next generation, we pour into them. We, we raise them right. We speak life into them. We teach them the word of God. We teach them the ways of generosity. We teach them that serving is normal. We teach them that when you see a problem, you solve it. You don't just walk by, you get involved. We, we teach this to the next generation so that when they're 13, 14, 15, they have kids now of their own. They're running our government. They're running the education system. They're the leaders now that are, are, are over all of us old people, okay? When we get to that day, we reap the harvest of what we sowed in tears. We're doing it now so that we can reap the harvest. We're building the wall now so we're prepared for what comes later. And we're doing this together. It's doing life together. It's saying, hey, I know you're having a hard time right now. Let me chip in. Uh, and then maybe you ask your wife, you know, can you just keep building? I'm going to build with one hand. I'm going to help them over here. And you, you keep building because you understand it's not all about us. It's about this entire wall. we got to get this entire thing built because we're all in this together. And if we don't have this structure right, it's going to collapse and we're not going to be good. So we got to make sure everything's good. And then when you have a hard time and maybe your, your family's in the hospital and someone comes and surrounds you, you feel it. This is what doing life together is all about. It's helping me rebuild my wall in the midst of my pain. And there's barriers that get in the way. There's barriers that get in the way of you seeing what's going on around you. And, and there's two barriers. The first barrier is selfishness. It's the barrier of selfishness. And I think we're all born with this barrier naturally. When we first come out, it's all about us, right? Change me, feed me, hold me, pat me, you know, look at me. Mommy, look at me. Mommy, look at me. Mommy, look at me. Look at me. It's all about me. It's selfish, selfish, selfish. And so many times we can get uh, that barrier built up where it's all about us. 
It's all about what we have. And your prayer, you can see it in your prayers. You start praying just for you. And you, there's no prayers outside. There's no prayers about missions or, or other families or, or things that are going on around the world or when tragedies hit. There's no prayers about, it's all about God bless me, let my favor, and I pray for my family and my time and all this stuff. And, and you're praying for you, 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 you. It's selfish. And you have to break through the barriers. And literally it's a prayer saying, God, help me to break the natural tendency to be selfish. Give me a selfless heart. It's super hard. It's not natural. None of us are born with it. I wish we were. It would be so easy. We'd be like, all right, we like Jesus. We just are. But no, we have to work on it. We have to say, God, help us be like you. Help us not to be selfish. And the other barrier is unintentional. It's unintentional. It's things that you don't intentionally put your mind to. And if you don't intentionally remove the barriers, then you'll never be able to see how to do life together. But if you always keep those, and it's, it's intentionally doing things. It's saying, hey, I'm intentionally going to go out on a Friday night with the guys, and I'm going to go hang out and get community. I'm going to intentionally get out of my house, and I'm going to go make relationships happen. I'm intentionally going to do something, you know, to, to make things happen for our family to do life together. It's being intentional in those moments. And if you're not intentional, you'll always just happen by accident, and it never ends up in a place you want to be ever, you know? But God has a specific purpose for you and your family. Do you hear his call? I remember when I first heard the call of God, and I realized that he has called me to be a part of his mission. And I was like, wow, it was eye-opening. It was one of those things that was like kind of mind-blowing. I was like, wow, God, this is such a big mission. And, and literally your word says all men will hear, right? All men. That's a big mission. But if I just realized that, man, God, you've called me to rebuild the wall in front of my house. And I'm building it good. I'm never going to stop. But do you hear the call of God on you to rebuild your wall? What's the wall that you look at and you see that thing's broken? It's in shambles. And dare I say it's even looks like it's unrepairable. But with God, all things are possible. And those things that look impossible... I love God so much because he doesn't see like me. Aren't you thankful for that? That God doesn't have your viewpoint? And when we tap into God and who he is and what he sees, we realize it's not on our own strength. It's not in just who we are. It's in who he is. We can tap into who he is and gain the strength we need to rebuild. And we sow in tears. And we put brick by brick by brick. We start building up that wall so the mission of God can go forward. And that's why we intentionally come around. We come around and we serve together. We come around and we hang out together. We laugh together. I love laughing. It's like my favorite pastime. We cry together. Hey, there's some hard times that happen. And I might not understand it more than you do, but I'll cry with you. 
hey, I'll shed a tear with you. I'll hold you. I'll hug you. I, 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 don't, know, I don't even know if I have the words to say, but it's okay because we're building this wall together. We're in this together. And when you fail, I fail. When you succeed, I succeed. So I got you. I got you. I don't know where you are today. And maybe you've been rebuilding your life without Jesus' help. And it's just super frustrating, man. Super frustrating. And you've been like plowing and trying and everything seems to point back to failure. And you're just like, I just don't get it. And maybe you're here today and you say, I want to accept Jesus to be a part of my plans, to be a part of my rebuilding. Because we've all found we can't do it alone. We'll fail on our own. But if you're here and you say, Lodge, I would love to accept Jesus into my life. I'd love to start a relationship with him and let him be a part of what I'm doing, be a part of my life. I want to give you that opportunity today to say yes to him. See, Jesus, he's awesome. He came and he died for us so that we didn't have to carry the burden or the shame or the guilt of sin. He broke all those chains. And all we have to do is accept his gift and say yes to him. And I hear a lot of people talk about religion like it's this rules and regulations. Like they ask questions like, well, what, what can't I do? Well, what, what shouldn't I do now that I'm, I'm going to start this thing with Jesus? What, 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 what do I have to give up? And I always tell them that's not between me and you. That's between you and God. He'll tell you. He'll show you. I promise you. There are some things he'll tell you to lay down. It's more so what are you going after? It's not what you're leaving. It's, it's what you're going after. It's the peace. It's the love. It's the joy. It's the strength. It's who Jesus is. And he gives all of that with his life. So if that's you, I want, I want to just take a moment. And would you just close your eyes just for the privacy of this moment? If that's you in this room and you say, Elijah, I would love to accept Jesus into my life. We want to celebrate with you today. Would you just lift a hand just so I can see it? Would you bring down the lights just a tiny bit? I just would love to see my friends. Yeah, awesome. I see you. Yes, come on, give it up. Give it up, give it up. Come on, make some noise, everybody. Let's celebrate. That's awesome. Woo! I love it. Anybody else? I would just for a moment. just want to give you a moment. Yes, awesome. 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 I love it. I want to pray for you just as you make this decision to follow Jesus and you make this decision to say yes to him and get him involved in your building and get him involved in your life. Man, I am pumped for you because I know what God's done in my life. He's radically changed everything. I mean, everything, all my insecurities, all the ways that I viewed myself were all construed and, and weird. But God got involved. And now I see clearly. And I want to pray for you that God would just help you in this journey just as you start this relationship with him can we all bow our heads and pray God we love you so much and we thank you so much for these in this room that are accepting you into their life they're starting this relationship with you I pray that you would help them Jesus to follow you help them to dive into this relationship with no strings attached it's all in God 
And I pray that you would show up like you've shown up so many times in my life and show them who you are. Show them your love. Show them how much you care about them. Let them feel your embrace. We love you so much, Jesus. And we thank you for who you are. Hallelujah. Amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.